The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 price. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. This Saturday. The family civil war has just been taken up a notch. If you lost, I didn't need the bloodline. I'm done with all of it for the fight. You want it, it's yours. Of your life. Jey Uso, Roman Reigns for the undisputed championship. This is tribal combat now. One of the main events of SummerSlam. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on one of two Twitter accounts. The first one is the Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account. I'm the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I will be dropping a bunch of future shows in the next seven to ten days for the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga and Serie A. To make sure you never miss a show, subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. My other Twitter account is where I talk about all sports and where I post my monthly spreadsheet. The pinned tweet will always be my PL from the previous month. That is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. Once my spreadsheet is removed as the pin tweet and replaced by the next month, all those spreadsheets are sent over at lockbetting.com. I encourage you to actually do your research before you sign up for any package. And finally, I also encourage you guys to check out and sign up for the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is perfect for the diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with a $1,000 first prize. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast and an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGens. There is even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. The Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. The website is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. This episode of The Fight Show is obviously dedicated to previewing the SummerSlam card that happens tomorrow night. It emanates from Detroit and will be headlined by Tribal Combat for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, where Roman Reigns will defend his title once again against his cousin, Jay Uso. Roman is the overwhelming favourite to come out of this match with his championship. He is priced up at 1-7, to seven, minus 700, with Jay Uso at 4-1. to one. Roman was at minus 1,000 yesterday, so make of that what you will. I believe that Roman is winning this match. I think it's just a case of trying to find the right finish for it. If Roman wins clean, then he's going to be correct. Jey Uso is 
done forever. And he is going down the card. If Jey Uso ends up being back in a tag team with his brother and not even being the tag team champions, but just having tag team matches, that's a massive step back. But I can't see where else he goes. Does he suddenly just stop feuding with Roman Reigns and go and challenge for the Intercontinental title? I don't know what the direction for Jey Uso is, but I certainly think it'd be a backward step from going to the main event of SummerSlam. As for Roman Reigns, everything relating to Roman over the last year, year and a half has been about big stories, about big moments in this plot, big plot lines. If he does just win clean, that does feel like it falls a little bit flat. If he wins because of interference from Solo Sokoa, that also feels a little bit flat. If somehow Jimmy Uso returns and decides to help Roman Reigns win and enters into a feud of his brother, at least that's something for Jay to do. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. It does seem like the the first step in this bloodline storyline, which is a little bit illogical in terms of one brother leaving, the other brother leaving, them doing battle against Solo and Roman at the last pay-per-view and suddenly one brother getting attacked and using that as a reason to come back into the bloodline. So suddenly the bloodline were whittled down to two and now they'll be back up to three because somebody who was perceived to have left then comes back. That to me would be an illogical misstep but it would be a swerve that I does think that I do think would uh, generate a shocking reaction from the crowd. So they are a little bit hand-tied with this, but ultimately we're here to pick the betting winner, not to try and book storylines for them on this show. Um, and I do believe Roman will emerge with the title. If you want to listen to a show where we do toss around storyline ideas and analyse how these matches will play out, not from a betting perspective, and maybe delve a little bit more into storylines and whatnot, then me and Cav actually did a YouTube preview for this show. So if you check out the Dirty Sheets YouTube, there is another show here where we go back and forth with our ideas in terms of how these matches play out. But I'm really just here to pick winners, which is what I'm going to try and do and give you a, a little bit of analysis, especially if you are not a, a hardcore wrestling fan listening to this. Uh, the next match I want to look at is Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar Part 3, where Cody is the 1-6 to favourite to win this match, and Brock is available at 4-1. to You could shop around for a better Cody line, but nothing better than 1-4, minus 400. I think people know he's winning this match. This is tied at 1-1. Cody's the big project. And Brock Lesnar, at this point of his career, does tend to to take these kinds of losses. The The only factor to me that's really confusing is why you have a tribal combat match and this match, which is the rubber match, isn't any kind of stipulation, not last man standing, not a steel cage, not a hell in a cell. Perhaps that's coming later and perhaps that does add a little bit more value to Brock. Perhaps we're going to see some sort of no contest. Cody needs things to do between now and next year's WrestleMania, or at least until the Rumble, if he's going to win the Rumble again. He needs stuff to do between now and the Rumble. So perhaps stretching this out even longer could work. Perhaps having a match in Saudi Arabia could work. But ultimately, I think there are ways to get around these types of things. You can use ref bumps and during the ref bumps, you can get in finishers where you can protect finishers because finishers can look like they're going to beat you without the referee being able to count them. Because what you don't want is is Cody kicking out of three F5s and not submitting to a Kimura because that does significant damage to the reputation of Brock Lesnar, whilst you also don't want Brock Lesnar kicking out of four or five crossroads either. So you do need ref bumps. You do need shortcuts here in order to allow you to... Um, have this match be 
at the same level as tribal combat as it deserves to, allowing these people to take the handcuffs off and be able to do what they want to each other, perhaps even get a little bit of colour if they can. But um, ultimately, as I said, we're, we're, we're delving too much into the wrestling side of things here. And uh, the winner of this match, I think, will be Cody, although not too much for value there, even if you can shop around and pick up that minus 400. Up next, we look at the match here between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. And this is the closest match on the card because we don't have a favourite. Both guys are priced up at 10 to 11, 10 to 11, minus 110. I think the tease here is that Finn Balor is going to win the belt and Damian Priest is going to cash in on his own teammate. I don't necessarily see that happening. I think the Judgment Day can have some dissension and Priest and Balor can have their own feud and they can even kick Balor out because he's the only one that doesn't have any sort of possession without him having to win the title and have Priest cash in on it. Because Priest alone with the money in the bag is a possession. Rhea has the women's title and Dominic Mysterio has the North American title. And Finn Balor will be empty-handed and out of title shots with Seth Rollins if he loses this match, which is what I think the outcome was going to be. So I think they're going to continue to tease Balor leaving the group. I think Balor works better as a babyface anyway. He's had quite a few losses as a hero. Lost to WrestleMania to Edge. He's lost not multiple times to Seth Rollins. So I think he can go off and, and do his demon character and go into a feud of these guys and Priest can continue to tease cashing in the briefcase but I don't think we're going to see a new champion they had a big tournament um, I believe it's which what which what which Rollins won I think we're too early into Seth Rollins's reign at the moment a reign that a lot of people wanted for years they were saying oh we want a real champion we want a real champion and, and that's turned out to be Seth although Seth has never made it to the show that Roman's been on and he never will and Seth has in the media said things about Roman and has said that now he's the real champion and he's doing the job that Roman should do yet he's never made it to the show that he's on the same show as Roman is. so this belt needs credibility and Seth's talked a lot about what he's going to do with it if he loses it this early then that's really a very very subdued run and I think that would be bad for Seth Rollins and and Seth Rollins's overall status in the company because they're trying to to tell you that Seth Rollins is this big draw and huge superstar and future Hall of Famer who's this generation's answer to Shawn Michaels. But you need to have everything. And the the Rollins personality, it grates on me a little bit. I'm not a fan of the laughing. I don't think he's a great promo. I think even his matches, despite the fact they're great, they can be a little bit repetitive. So I'm not a big fan of Seth Rollins, but ultimately the company is. And ultimately, he's backed himself into a corner by saying a lot of things about Roman Reigns. That does seem to be the direction that we're going in. And I don't think it's going to be this champion versus champions match at Survivor Series, though, because I've seen the Survivor Series poster and Roman Reigns isn't on it. Things can always change, but um, I believe that because of things that have been said and because of how much this was built up as being the fighting championship, well, the champion needs to obviously defend it a little bit longer than losing his first program, which is what Balor is, even though it's been going on a while. Um, this was his first program since winning the belt. He won it off AJ in the tournament in Saudi. He then moved on to this feud with Finn Balor and we're still doing the feud with Finn Balor. So for me, it's a must-win match for Rollins and I do like him at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. Up next, we look at a match here where Oscar will defend the title in a triple threat match against Charlotte and Bianca. Oscar's at 4-7 to retain it with Charlotte at 5-2 plus 250 and Bianca at 7-2 plus 450. 
I don't think anybody wants to see another Charlotte Flair title reign. And Bianca just lost this thing that she had for over a year. So I think all signs point to Oscar or potentially an EO Sky cash-in. I think that would be the only other finish that I can see because I don't see either Charlotte or Bianca leaving with the belt. So Oscar's a really good bet because if EO Sky leaves with the championship, then um, you don't lose the bet here, especially if she cashes in during the match. Obviously, if Charlotte or Bianca win and EO cashes in on one of them, then it is a losing bet because obviously EO cashing in and um, cashing in on the winner is a separate match to this triple threat match. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think the Money in the Bank briefcases will stay where they are. I don't think there'll be a cash-in on this night. I think you want to save your cash-ins for the NFL season because that's going to be tough, especially on Monday nights when the NFL starts. We always see a drop back in the ratings. So you want to leave as much intrigue as you possibly can going into the NFL part of the season. So I'm going to go for Oscar here. That makes sense because I just can't make a case for either Charlotte or Bianca. Before we move on, let me quickly let you know that we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and your promo code SGPN. So moving on with this card, we've reached our halfway mark here of the show and we look at the matchup here between Ricochet and Logan Paul. This is one I'm really looking forward to. I think the build-up has been very, very good. I think Logan is massively growing as a heel. He's now started to embrace this role and he's very, very natural. As I said on the, the wrestling show that I do, though, the Dirty Sheets, the issue with Logan being so good in ring and out of the ring is that it makes WWE look so easy. When Bad Bunny can come in and have great matches and especially Logan Paul can come in and do this and do it on the mic, it makes WWE look very easy. But that's not the case. I think these guys are just super talented. For Bad Bunny to be able to do what he does is phenomenal. For Logan, you expect a little bit more because he's an athlete. But the transition for him going from babyface to heel has been a smooth one because this is the role he should always play because people tend not to like influencers and YouTubers anyway. And especially when they act cocky and smug about what they have and what they've achieved that really gets under people's skin and I know that from experience because I used to use that in all my promos when I started doing uh, British wrestling after Big Brother and the line on Monday to Samantha Irving who's Ricochet's real life fiance about her and having to announce his name when he was the winner that was a great great line and he delivered it brilliantly and the look to the camera was fantastic as well so I'm loving Logan Paul but again he's another strong favorite on this card he's a one to five minus 500 favorite with Ricochet at three to one hard to really find any value on this card I think the the Seth Rollins selection was probably the best because I'm not really um making a case for any other underdog here but one who we'll talk about next uh, but for me, this is a win for Logan Paul because he needs one because so far he's lost to Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and he's only beaten The Miz in a singles match. He won a tag match where he teamed up with The Miz at WrestleMania 38, but his only singles win was a year ago 
and that was against The Miz. So he needs a win because he has lost to Rollins and Romans since last SummerSlam. Uh, he didn't win the Royal Rumble and didn't win Money in the Bank either. So I think this is a match that uh, Logan Paul will win despite the fact he's going away to train for a boxing match after this. And he probably won't be on WWE television again to the Rumble uh, until the Rumble. But people don't tend to forget that you've lost three matches in a row and you haven't won a match for 15 months, which is what it would be, or 16 months by the time the Rumble comes around. So this for me is a must win for Logan Paul, but I think this will be a good match and a good showing from both men. And ultimately, Samantha Irving will have to announce Logan Paul's name when he does get his hand raised as the winner in this one. The next match, as I said, is where I could see a potential upset, but I don't think it will be a title change. It's the match between Gunter and Drew McIntyre, where Gunter is the one to three favourite, and we're getting five to two on Drew McIntyre. If you shop around, there is a three to one available on McIntyre, but I just think that McIntyre can't lose his first match back. But at the same time, I don't think Gunther can lose when he's just a month away from breaking the Honky Tonk Man's record. And I think WWE very much want that Honky Tonk record gone because it was a very gimmicky title reign that was built upon the winning, retaining the belt on disqualifications and cheating and things like that. And it was a gimmick. The Honky Tonk Man was a gimmick. He was an Elvis impersonator. And Gunther's a very serious character and a potential world champion. So I believe Triple H is a big fan of Gunther. I believe Gunther's getting the record, but it's very difficult to beat Drew here on his um, on his big paper, his big returns pay per view. Obviously, he's had matches back and he's and he's won them all. But um, I feel that Drew's loss to Gunther will come later on down the line, or even Drew's win. Ultimately, I think Gunther goes past the record, and then you can either have him beat Drew, or you can have um, Drew beat him and end it and move Gunther on to become a world world title challenger but I think this match ends in some sort of disqualification either Drew getting himself disqualified and believing maybe he's won the match maybe he hits a claymore but prior to that there was some interference such as Gunther swinging the icy belt at him and Drew avoids it and he hits him with the belt and ends up hitting a claymore but the referee doesn't doesn't count instead he disqualifies him or or Gunther is about to lose and Imperium jump in on a two count and we have a very very um lazy basic and cliche disqualification but we do need to get out of this I think by protecting Drew and by also having Gunther retain the title so we can get the record up next we look at what is perceived to be Ronda Rousey's last match in the company as she takes on her friend Shayna Baszler in what's just been called an MMA match so I don't know if they're going to build an octagon or what. I don't know how this is going to play out. But I do know this is the last time for a while that we'll see Ronda Rousey in the WWE because she's not extending her contract. And now, unlike last time, she doesn't owe any date. She's out of contract. And um, looking at things she said online and whatnot, she's probably not coming back. That's probably why Shayna Baszler is the 1-3 to favourite to beat her because everybody knows that. And Ronda Rousey's at 5-2. to two. Given the situation, I cannot make a case for Ronda Rousey. One person staying in the company and you could do something with her. The other one is leaving. I think if Ronda Rousey is going to lose, especially in an MMA fight in the WWE, she's only going to want to do that for Shayna Baszler. And I think that's the point of this. Obviously, at any time, Ronda Rousey can come back. Um, she wants to be managed by Paul Heyman. She wants to do the whole Heyman girl thing because there hasn't been one as yet. And Ronda wants to be that person. But until that happens, she's not interested in just biding her time and killing time in a company. Um, she's not in love with wrestling. 
uh, or at least she she's a wrestling fan, but she's not in love with the schedule. And um, ultimately, she needs a break. And this may be more than a break. This could be the last time she wrestles. So I think Shayna wins this match. And I think she's a good parlay piece at one to three minus 300. The last thing we need to look at is the Battle Royal. Now, this has been added to the card controversially because it means Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus isn't at SummerSlam and neither is uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. And whenever you take women, in particular for pay-per-view, you bring up questions of sexism and, oh, are women really getting a fair chance and treat women better and all this, whereas if there'd been some men's match that was taken off, nobody would bat an eyelid. So obviously it's always more controversial to do that, especially when you're bringing in a battle royal, which is seemingly needless and seems like it's just a way to give LA Knight a big win because LA Knight isn't on this card, but he's the most over guy or the most up and coming guy in the WWE at the moment. And he's rightfully the 46 minus 150 favorite to win this. Sheamus at 7 to 2, Bronson Reed 5 to 1, Bobby Lashley 11 to 2, Grayson Waller 15 to 2, Montez Force 15 to 2, Carmella Hayes 9 to 1, Sanskabar 10 to 1, Nakamura 10 to 1, Gable 12 to 1, Champa 12 to 1, Styles 14 to 1, Riddle 14 to 1, Otis 14 to 1, Braun Strowman 16 to 1, Edge 16 to 1, Butch 18 to 1, Theory 20 to 1, and everybody else is bigger than 25 to 1. This was designed, I think, for LA Knight, and I think he wins this. Me and Cab spoke on YouTube about a theory where LA Knight could actually be a competent and credible opponent for Roman Reigns in Saudi because during the press conference in Saudi, they were all cheering for LA Knight. They, they seem to replicate and copy a lot of the things that the US fans do in the US and they know LA Knight is over and popular and they want to be in on that. So I think that could work and I think this, this could be a stepping stone to doing that. But LA Knight needs to get more wins because um, he had a lot of losses on television, even though he was getting over around <coughs> WrestleMania time. And he's been even more over since then. So he does need to actually have wins in order to move up the card. I think it's more realistic that ultimately ends up in a US title food of Austin Fury rather than Roman Reigns. But I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world if he does that. But as he needs wins, I think he'll win this match. I can't make a case for anyone else because really nobody else has been confirmed for this on television other than Sheamus. So I'm going to take LA Knight to win it. It is chalky. But I can't really see any other outcome, outcome. So I'll take LA Knight to get the win at the price of 4 to 6 minus 150. Closing out with your lock on the show. I think there's definitely value in Seth Rollins for the reasons that I outlined. But I also think it's relatively easy to put a winning parlay together here on this show. Cannot see a situation where Logan Paul loses. Cannot see a situation where Cody Rhodes Cody Rhodes loses and cannot see how Shayna Baszler loses her match against Ronda Rousey. So putting together any two of those, I think, is a good way to go. The two I'm going to go for are Baszler and Logan Paul. The reason why I'm not making this a threefold with Cody or even a fourfold by adding on Roman Reigns is simply because some books don't allow you to put three selections together because obviously they've been hurt by WWE parlays. Obviously, this is a fixed sport where it's predetermined and insiders can get big money down on big parlays. So most places only allow doubles, which is two selections. So that pays out at three to five. So it's a £160 return for a £100 stake. You could do it the other way. You could take Cody and Baszler, or you could take Cody with Logan Paul. I think all three of them are definitely winning. I think Roman Reigns is winning as well, but one to 10 minus 1,000, he really adds nothing to the double. So we're going to go with Baszler 
and Logan Paul. But if you're looking just for a single bet, I think Seth Rollins is the best bet at 10 to 11 minus 110 for the reasons that I outlined with him. And also, if you can get LA Knight at a better price, not everywhere has added the Battle Royal yet. So perhaps tomorrow you could get a book that added him at maybe um, 4 or 5 minus 125 or, or anything better than that. I would definitely be looking at having a little bit on LA Knight because, as I said, I do think this Battle Royal was solely added to give LA Knight a big win on the pay-per-view and to give the crowd in Detroit something they really, really cheer for. That's it for me and this SummerSlam preview. Enjoy the show tomorrow. Good luck of all your bets as always and thanks for listening.